0: The city of Chicago has a food problem. Grocery chains don't want to open new stores there. And the stores that are there are about to close. The problem has been brewing for a while, but it's gotten much worse in recent years. For instance, the number of Chicago residents living more than a mile away from a grocery store has jumped by 63% since 2013. The liberals are blaming the growing food desert on the usual suspects. Racism, discrimination, inequality. In fact, the problem is crime, shoplifting, and vandalism. As one Walmart representative told the New York Post, quote, collectively, our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one nearly 17 years ago. So what is Chicago going to do about it? Are Chicago officials going to arrest the criminals? No, of course not they're going to open government-owned grocery stores instead. That is the proposal by Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson to address the food desert crisis. Now, you might be thinking that it's crazy to turn America's second city into a Midwestern Soviet state when you could just as easily keep ShopRite and Whole Foods and all the rest of them by simply arresting the criminals. But that reaction supposes that Chicago officials don't want to turn the city into a Soviet state. That reaction supposes that the liberal ruling class considers the criminals a problem, when in fact, they are a part of the liberals' solution. A term that has gained traction recently for this situation is anarcho-tyranny, a paradoxical state in which the government meticulously, oppressively regulates citizens' lives, while at the same time refusing to enforce basic aspects of the law. The government sends a right-wing private citizen to prison for 10 years for tweeting some run-of-the-mill memes in the case of Douglas Mackey, and at the same time lets BLM and Antifa off the hook for looting, killing, and burning the country down for eight months. Then, the state uses the chaos that it created to justify taking even more power. Pretty soon, the government is running the grocery stores. You and I look at Chicago as a failed city. The left looks at it as a massive success. Expect a similar program to come to a city near you if it hasn't already. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Get great meat at a secure price and 25 bucks off your order with my code Knowles, K N W L E S. Go to goodranchers.com. Use my code Knowles today. Louis C.K. has the perfect liberal argument on immigration, which is, of course, open borders. And the reason for the open borders is that America shouldn't be so nice. We'll get to that argument in just one second. It's not just Louis. It's very, very typical. First, though, we turn to the subject of crime and law and order to Attorney General Merrick Garland, who insists that contrary to whatever you might think, America has only one system of justice for everybody.
1: That means we apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, One for the rich and another for the poor. One for Democrats and another for Republicans. Or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion.
0: I'm going to give him credit for one thing, which is that he was able to say that with a straight face. That is amazing. The example we just cited, Douglas Mackey, this random private citizen who happens to be right wing, tweets out a meme, a joke meme about the election. And it's an old joke, by the way. It's the old joke where if you're you're on a campaign, you're going door to door, you're talking to voters. They say, when's the election? And you say, are you a Republican or a Democrat? If you're a Republican, the election's on Tuesday. If you're a Democrat, the election's on Wednesday. Ha, ha, ha. Douglas Mackey, that was the meme. He tweeted out, hey, Democrats, tweet your vote. Please don't show up to the polls. Just tweet your vote. Ha, ha, ha. They're going to send him to prison for 10 years for that. Meanwhile, BLM murders people, (laughs) burns cities to the ground, loots, steals Nike shoes, creates havoc for eight months. Many, if not most of them, are let off without so much as a slap on the wrist. But we have one system of justice for everybody, don't we? Donald Trump... Makes a phone call to Ukraine, gets impeached for it. Now he's been indicted four times as the former president, leader of the opposition. Joe Biden brags on camera about firing a prosecutor in Ukraine who was investigating his son's crooked business deals, threatening to withhold a billion dollars in aid. Joe Biden is caught on camera admitting to doing a more egregious version of the thing for which they impeached Donald Trump. No problem, no investigation, no big deal. And Merrick Garland says. One set of rules for everybody. It's it's not a two-tier justice system. What are you talking about? Sam Brinton, who is the kleptomaniac, transvestite, former nuclear waste czar for the Biden administration. Try to say that five times fast. Sam Brinton was caught on camera in multiple cities stealing women's luggage. And then he was caught on camera wearing the women's clothing from the luggage afterward. And the jewelry. We're talking not just about a $100 dress from... Kohl's. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars worth of clothing and jewelry, which in a normal society would have probably raised some eyebrows on account of it was women's clothing and he is a man. But in our society, we, we, don't, we don't even notice it anymore. We just sort of shrug and move along. But Sam Brenton was caught dead to rights and he gets arrested finally. And then what happens? He's, he's been let off the hook at every turn. Sam Brenton has already avoided jail time twice, in Minnesota and Nevada for doing this. Meanwhile, the Horn Hat guy, who peaceably walks around the Capitol on January 6th, the worst day in the history of this or any republic, he's escorted by police. He's getting a private tour from the Capitol Hill police. That guy goes to prison for 41 months. Sam Brinton, a weirdo criminal who is caught on camera committing multiple crimes, oh, he just goes free, no big deal. And Garland says, we have one set of justice in this country, one set of rules for everybody. He's a good actor. Merrick Garland was confronted about the fact that his Justice Department, his FBI, was spying on Catholic churches because his FBI, according to memos that we saw, not just in one little office, but in multiple offices, viewed traditional Catholics as a terror threat, an extremist threat in America. Here's Garland's reaction to being called out for it. Attorney
2: General, through the chair, I ask you: Do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Answer I have no question.
0: idea what, your,
1: what the traditional uh, means here. The Catholics. Idea, let me Catholics, just I I go I to church. Your, may I answer your question? Yes, The or no. idea that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI this.
2: that did this. It was your FBI that was sending, and we have the memos. We Hold have on, the put emails.
0: Right so you, you notice already in that very short clip, Merrick Garland tried two different tactics, neither of which were particularly convincing. First, he's confronted with it. Say, hey, um... Do you think traditional Catholics are a terror threat? He goes, "Oh, I don't even know what that means. What's a traditional Catholic, huh? This is what they do on the word. What's woke even mean? I don't even know. What is Antifa like? Is that even an organization?" So he tries to play dumb, and then the congressman, Congressman Drew, say, Congressman Van Drew rather, says, "Man, it's in the memo. I don't know. You, your team defined it. You tell me what traditional Catholics mean." And then, then Garland flips the the strategy, flips the tactic to feigned outrage. He says, how dare you even suggest that somebody with my background, and I said, what what background? Was Merrick Garland ever a political prisoner or, or a prisoner persecuted for his religious views? I, said, I looked it up, and all I could find is he's Jewish, and some of his ancestors were persecuted, which is a safe bet. If you're Jewish, some of your ancestors have been. This is true for all of us, actually. Some of your ancestors, regardless of your racial or ethnic background, have been persecuted for some aspect of their identity. But that's it. There's nothing particular there. And he says, could you imagine that someone with my background would persecute Catholics? Yeah, I can imagine because you did it, bro. (laughs) You did it. We saw the memos and then you lied about it. Keep going.
2: We're sending undercover agents into Catholic churches. Both
1: I and the Director this of the is, FBI the, have said the director that we were of were appalled FBI. have said that we were appalled by that memo. So then you agree the FBI, that they're not extremists. We were appalled by that
2: memo. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything
1: in that memo is. Are they extremists
2: or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Catholics are not extremists. No. Was anyone fired for drafting and circulating the anti-Catholic memo?
1: You have in front of you the inspection uh, divisions' investigation. Just tell me yes or no, please. I don't know. You have no time. I don't know the answer to that.
0: I don't know the answer. Well, then the answer is no. Then the answer is no. Did you, uh, uh, are Catholics extremists? No, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't. Can you just answer the question, please? Are the people that you describe in the memo traditional Catholics extremists? Well, what do you, I I just want to make the point that, hey, bro, answer the question. And then he doesn't answer the question. He says Catholics are not extremists. But hold on, you defined Catholics in a very particular way. You're talking about this subset that you've defined in your memos of traditional Catholics. That's what we're talking about. So you might say, no, Catholics like Stephen Colbert, they're not extremists. Catholics like libs who who don't take doctrine and dogma totally seriously they're not extremists but the ones in whom the dogma lives loudly to quote Diane Feinstein referring to Justice Amy Coney Barrett oh they maybe they are extremists I don't I would never do any such thing your DOJ your FBI did that and the key here is not only did they do it and then they denied it. The head of the FBI and now Merrick Garland, they deny that they had the Catholic memo. But then what did they say? They said, no, okay, it was only in one field office. But then what did we find out? We found out that was a lie. This was spread out among multiple field offices. And they, they lied about doing it. They lied about having done it. And I promise you, they're going to lie about doing it again. Doesn't look good. And when you want to look good, you got to check out GenuCell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. As you might know, We were all big fans of our friends over at Genucel. In part because of that founder, who's a Coptic Christian from Egypt, who fled for the American dream, and largely just for how great the product is. Don't take my word for it. Ella from Rockford says, quote, I have both age and acne spots, and this stuff is actually fading both of them. This serum is worth every penny. Ella is raving about the famous dark spot corrector from Genucel, a must-have after months of record heat and humidity. Sunspots, brown spots, discoloration, even red inflamed patches all disappear. In front of your very eyes. And here is the Genucel Amazing Guarantee. You will see results on day one or your money back. So take advantage of Genucel's most popular package, which now includes the Dark Spot Corrector plus the classic Genucel Eyes and Puffiness Treatment and immediate effects. All about 770% off so that you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself completely risk-free. It is very simple. Genucel.com slash Knowles start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow. Say goodbye to dark and liver spots, bags and puffiness under the eyes, and crow's feet at Genucel.com slash Knowles. That is Genucel.com slash Knowles. Speaking of law and order, Danny Masterson, who's the actor from that 70s show, has been sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. Just a shockingly long prison sentence. Uh, he's 47 years old, 30 years. Plus forty seven is not quite life in prison, but it's pretty close. You're seventy seven when you get out of there. You're you're starting to get up there when you're at at seventy seven. So I read the allegations against him, and some people are saying they don't even believe the allegations. I basically believe the women, or at least. I don't see it much reason not to believe the women broadly. There are some discrepancies, I think, between what they alleged happened and what they are said to have alleged happened back when it happened. And that's the real point here. These crimes are alleged to have happened over 20 years ago, between 2001 and 2003. And so even if you, like me, give these women the benefit of the doubt. You don't think that they're intentionally lying. You assume that virtually everyone in Hollywood is a complete degenerate, so you assume that maybe Danny Masterson did get up to this stuff in his past. If you're going to be all the way on the side of the accusers here, even still you, probably like me, have a a sense that this is not just, that there's something unjust about this sentence to Danny Masterson in the year of our Lord 2023 for 30 years in prison for crimes that were alleged to have happened over 20 years ago. Why? Because we just feel that if 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 a crime is committed against you, you should you should bring charges in a timely manner. That's why we have things like statutes of limitations. But in this case, there's no more statute of limitations. Why is that? Well, because earlier this year in January of 2023, LA got rid of the statute of limitations on rape. And L.A. did that because of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement and the facade of of girl power that the sexual predators who run Los Angeles are going to permit to exist for a little bit of time before they go back to just committing all of the same crimes that they've been committing for for decades, for like a century now. That's what this is about. And statutes of limitations are good. What the the Me Too times up people will say is, statutes of limitations are awful because they silence the survivors of sexual assault. Statutes of limitations protect the rights of everybody. The reason we have them is because 20 years later, evidence is going to be lost. Evidence is going to be suspect. Memories are going to be foggy. I could sincerely believe that something happened 20 years ago. And sometimes I do. I'll say, I know that this happened 20 years ago. And then a friend of mine with whom I had shared that experience will say, oh, no, Michael, you're just misremembering that. I mean, that could happen for something that happened 5 or 10 years ago. People's memories are not reliable, especially over that long period of time. So that's the first issue, is the statute of limitations thing. Because they just got rid of it, it just seems unjust. Even if Danny Masterson did Precisely or even approximately what they're accusing him of doing. Just something seems wrong about that system. The second thing that this is about is Scientology. And one of the reasons I believe the women, or am inclined to believe the women, is they did bring up this issue. They did bring up the crimes that allegedly happened to them at the time, but they often didn't bring them up to law enforcement, or they didn't bring them up directly to law enforcement. They first brought them up to Scientology because they're all Scientologists. So they're part of this cult. And in this cult, they say, don't ever go to the police about anything, just come to us, which is typical of cults. And And so these women went to the Scientology ethics officers and they said, hey, this guy raped me or at the very least took advantage of me or assaulted me or, or something in between. And the ethics officer said, yeah, well, he's big and famous and important, so keep your mouth shut. And then they did. In some cases, the women kept dating Masterson. They kept showing up to his house. They could so that is not to say that he didn't commit some egregious act against them or that he didn't even commit a crime against them. But it is to say you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes, I guess. If you decide to put your your justice, your experience of justice, into the hands of ethics officers in a cult, well, things probably aren't going to work out in a very just way. If you continue to date someone after you allege that they commit a terrible crime against you, people are going to raise an eyebrow or maybe be a little bit skeptical of your claims, especially if those claims come out decades later. And what is this really about? It's not even just about Scientology. It's about Hollywood. This is how Hollywood operates. Talked about this earlier in the week. Hollywood, as a particularly egregious example of the whole liberal establishment, operates in a way that is kind of outside the law, certainly outside the moral law, often outside of the civil law, where you will be encouraged to engage in really depraved, degrading things, especially weird sex stuff. And then it just kind of goes away for a while until it doesn't. Until it's convenient, until you're no longer useful to them, or until it's convenient to throw you under the bus as an offering to the wolves, and that's what they'll do to you. Nobody comes out of this looking particularly good. Uh, I think that's generally true of, of Hollywood, and it's generally true of our liberal culture. But the problem here is not going to be resolved just by throwing Danny Masterson in prison. The problem is going to be resolved by working and and correcting the entire structures of justice which have a cultural component in the behavior and norms of hollywood which have a p- political component in the way that our justice system works which is quite unjust these days and it ultimately has a theological component in the toleration of weirdo cults like this that victimize women according to many many reports this is this is what is inescapable and it it's a problem that affects our entire political order. All politics ultimately comes down to religion. Cardinal Manning put this well. He said all human conflict ultimately is theological. There never has been and never can be a state that is divorced from religion and theological matters because Politics is about how we all live together. It has to do with laws. And ultimately, laws come down to the moral law. And ultimately, it comes down to the question of the author of the moral law. Politics has to do with people. It comes down to the question of anthropology. And it has the, it comes down to the question of who is man? In whose image are we made? It It has to do with, ultimately, God. Because God is the author and sustainer of all things. And as long as we keep... Putting off the question, and we say, "Oh, God has nothing to do with society. We're going to totally divorce church from state. Uh, we don't. Morality is just socially constructed. Whatever." Then weirdo cults are going to continue to prey on people, and uh, tyrannical political leaders are going to continue to flout uh, the, the the moral law, and people are going to continue to act in a way that's very, very bad. It's not good. People lose sleep over this kind of stuff. When you want to get good sleep, you got to check out Helix. Right now, go to helixsleep.com slash Knowles. With everything going on in the world right now, you could really use a good night's sleep. That is why you need to check out Helix Mattress. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had my Helix for years now. I absolutely love it. Night after night, I sleep like a comfy, sweet little babe, and I want the same for you. Helix has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Because why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? Why do you want to be in my mattress? I'm a married man, and you need your own mattress. So go to helixsleep.com slash Knowles, take their two-minute sleep quiz to find the perfect mattress for your body and sleep type. Their flexible payment plans make it so that a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% to zero off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. HelixSleep.com slash Knowles. Use code HelixPartner2020. This is their best offer yet. Won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Things continue to heat up in the new Daily Wear Plus series, Convicting a Murderer. Apparently, Stephen Avery from behind bars is directing his fans to flood Rotten Tomatoes and give Convicting a Murderer a bad review. He and his Facebook group, Stephen Avery is Innocent, are even referring to Convicting a Murderer as garbage, as if the opinion of a convicted murderer is of any value to anyone. Nevertheless, it seems we've made Stephen Avery and his fans very, very angry, which means the series is doing its job. And we're about to double down with episode five. Take a look. Coming up on Convicting a Murderer. Well, you think that the Sheriff's Department is framing you because of the lawsuit, right?
1: That's what I think.
3: Okay. James Lank, Andy Colburn, they were involved in the old case, and here they are again in this new case.
2: Stephen Avery is released from prison after being wrongfully convicted. Avery's attorneys say those hardships are worth $36 million. Why were Manitowoc officers involved when there was a $36 million pending lawsuit against them?
3: Lank and Colburn were villains, the main ones accused of planting evidence. Were you asked to perform a thorough search of this piece of furniture? Yes. Suddenly, I hear Lieutenant Link say, there's a key on the floor. I knew
1: the significance of that, and I said, you guys just f***ed up my case.
0: New episodes are released every Thursday exclusively at Daily Wire+. Head over there now to start the series if you've not already. If you're not a member, go to dailywireplus.com slash subscribe today. Speaking of celebrities, there's a picture going viral of Donald Trump on the campaign trail signing a woman's chest. Just I say chest because it's high up enough that I don't, it's not totally untoward. Trump also clearly has very, very strong autograph discipline because even as he's signing this woman's chest, his hand is not touching. His hand is, you can see a shadow on the lady's white tank top, and she's smiling. She's so excited. People all around him in this bar (laughs) like they're meeting a celebrity, which they are. And I mentioned the photo to to return to an objection that some Republicans are making, anti-Trump Republicans are making, which is they'll say, yeah, Trump's a celebrity, but people shouldn't care about celebrities. This election should not come down to personality and charm and charisma and celebrity damn it that's not what this election should be about to which i respond have you ever seen an election have you ever have you ever read about democracy do, you ever met any people do you know how people work what, what do you mean it shouldn't be about celebrity you, it is it is It's democratic politics, man. It's a popularity contest. Celebrity matters. Well, it shouldn't matter. Okay, well, the sun shouldn't shine today. Okay, but it does. It's just a fact of life. This is how human beings operate. And it's especially how democracies operate. So you can whine and cry about it, pull your hair out, or you can accept political reality as it is and always will be and then try to work from within it. This is just a fact. Having lived in New York and LA, I've met a number of celebrities and I've seen celebrities up close and I have wondered for many a year why is it that celebrities have the effect on people that they do. Why is it that the line that got Trump in the most trouble in 2016, the Access Hollywood tape, said when you're when you're a celebrity, women let you do it. They let you do whatever you can do whatever you want. Women let you do it. And everyone was so offended and clutched their pearls. And I thought, it's a vulgar thing to say, but it's especially vulgar and off-putting because it's so obviously true. Yes, celebrity really matters. When people are pulling their hair out, they say, I just don't know why Donald Trump is 40, 50 points ahead in the polls. He shouldn't be. He said some stupid thing, which he did. And he did some stupid thing as president. Yeah, he did. He did a number of them. And he he is not as good on this particular issue as some other candidate. Yeah, that's probably true too. He's got it, man. I don't know what to tell. He's just, yeah, he's a celebrity. Putin called this in 2016. And you might say Putin's a dirty, rotten fellow, but the guy knows how to hold on to power. And Vladimir Putin said, oh, it's very clear in this GOP primary, Donald Trump is far and away the leader. He just has something about him that attracts people to him. And so if you want to beat Trump, and I know there are a lot of people who really hate Trump and they want to beat him, you need to try to match that. And it's, Probably not going to happen because the guy's been a celebrity and is an American original for like 40 years now, but you've got to match that. If your only response to that, to this guy being a freaking rock star on the campaign trail and signing women's chests, if your only response is, well, sure, but my candidate, he's more competent. He's got the charisma of competence. Then you can keep muttering that to yourself until your candidate's out of the race. And you can shoot the messenger if you like, but that is just a fact. In every single Presidential race, certainly in my lifetime, and before, maybe ever, with a, maybe the exception would be Calvin Coolidge, the more charismatic candidate wins every time. Every time. Within certain boundaries, within uh, uh, trying to calculate for certain eccentricities, it happens. Trump, obviously, in 2016. Uh, before that, Romney. Not not Mr. Charisma, but more so than many of his competitors. But he lost the general because Obama was more charismatic than him. John McCain had a little more ethos to him than some of his competitors. But even controlling for that, Obama much more charismatic than John McCain. George W. Bush much more charismatic than Al Gore and John Kerry. Bill Clinton much more charismatic than Bob Dole. Bill Clinton much more charismatic than George H.W. Bush. Ronald Reagan, much more charismatic than the Democrats, than Mondale, and then Jimmy Carter, and then the entire Republican field both times. On and on and on. It's the way it works, man. People shouldn't be like that. Okay, well, people are. So (laughs) if if you want to run a popular government of the people, by the people, for the people, you've got to account for the way people work. Speaking of celebrities, Louis C.K., Who I generally like, even though he's completely wrong in what he's about to say. Louis C.K. was just on Joe Rogan, and he made the perfect liberal argument for mass migration and open borders.
3: My feeling is they should open it, the border, and just let them pour it, let everybody pour in, and and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying. In America, it shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle and just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, And then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, There's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Okay, so pause right here. At first, I wondered,
0: is Louis C.K. being ironic here? He does this in his routine sometimes. Like, he'll come out, he'll do a routine where he'll say, look, abortion, I think women should be able to have abortions. I think totally. I'm 100% pro-choice. Women should have abortions because— Go and have an abortion. It's just a regular procedure. It's just like going and using the bathroom. Or it's murdering a baby. And that's the subversion at the end. So no, no, look, I'm with you. I think it was uh, Bill Burr did a similar bit. Maybe it was Chris Rock. I forget. A number of comedians have done this bit. But but Louis C.K., he starts out, he leads you. Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. It's normal. It's like having your tonsils taken out. Or it's murdering a baby. Well, might be actually, huh? If it's murdering a baby, I guess you probably shouldn't do it. But here, I think he's being totally sincere. He's saying, and, and something that liberals will often argue, they'll say, "Look, we we have privilege. It's it's bad that we have privilege. I feel icky about having privilege, and it's not. Why doesn't everyone live like we do? I, I, I actually, I bet the reason they don't live like us is because of who we are. Like the fact that we have a nice life. That's not just an exception to the rule of human society." It's actually probably the cause of all the misery around. The fact that we have a good life is why so many people are miserable around the world. So to make other people happy, we've got to make ourselves miserable.
3: He, he goes on. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity. Not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die. And folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. But also, it's not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community, you know? If if you let folks pour in like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh. And then you all just, things will be different. I I don't know, like, there, what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start <laughs> killing everybody? I don't think so
0: that's literally what happens yes that's what happens if you look at the city of london that's what happens they let a lot of people in and then the people came in with knives and started stabbing everyone in america we don't use knives we we use guns but yeah that's what happened we we let the people in and the people are the cartels and they started killing everyone that's exactly what happens how do you not have eyes louis ck He's a pretty good observational comic. I'm surprised that he, but he's a liberal too. And a liberal is one who cannot take his own side in an argument. And so he's saying, no, I'd, we should be worse off. I hate that we're happy. I, oh, I don't like that, that we're doing well. It's not, living in a gated community isn't really nice. What are you talking about? I've, I've never lived in a gated community. I've known some people who have though. I've been to gated communities. Seems pretty nice because the criminals can't get in and it's, it's manicured and you have more control over your surroundings and you can, you're you're less susceptible to outside forces of vandalism and burglary. And look at, would you rather live in a gated community or in downtown Chicago? Downtown Chicago you can't even go to the grocery store anymore because the vandals and the shoplifters and the petty criminals steal all the stuff so the, the grocery stores can't make a profit. And so they, so you can't get groceries in the non-gated communities, but the, the, the gated communities are the bad places. You don't really want to live there. Come on, you know? I mean, it's just so awful. Sometimes we send drones to, to kill people. What, just because your father's a terrorist? Okay, just because your father said, like, I'm going to go blow up Americans or something, then what? You've got to have a bomb hit you? Yeah. What's the alternative, bro? The alternative is you allow the the possibility that the terrorist comes and blows you up. And the liberals are are basically open to that. (laughs) The liberals would say, well, they haven't blown us up yet. First of all, yes, they did. They attacked us. They've attacked us multiple times. But even if they hadn't, you know, we I think we have the right to protect ourselves. I think we have the right to seek our own interest in accordance with justice and virtue. But we have the right to pursue our own interest. If we don't, who will? Everyone else on earth is pursuing their interest, sometimes not in accord with justice and virtue. If we won't pursue our interest, who will? The liberals won't help us with that. The liberals, by definition, are people who will not pursue their own interest, wittingly or unwittingly. Speaking of taking sides, I've spoken about the American transvestite, Michael Cirillo, who is now serving, was serving as the spokesman for the Ukraine military under the pseudonym Sarah Cirillo. Uh, He has just been suspended from duty in Ukraine because he threatened to murder Americans who are critical of the endless funding for Ukraine. Uh, how did this happen? I'm not going to say that I did this personally. I wish I could take credit for I think I can take a little bit of credit for it because I published the first big Twitter thread on who this guy is. Uh, so I take a little tiny bit of it. But the credit really goes to Senator J.D. Vance, who said, hey, I've seen reports on this guy, and it's hard to even believe he's really the spokesman for the Ukraine military. Uh, but anyway, he's threatening to kill American journalists. So Uh, could we not? Could you, could you guys clarify this? And the Ukraine government said, okay, we're going to suspend him. We're going to have an investigation. They suspend him in Ukraine. Here's what they do for this guy in America. They give him awards. A local reporter working on the front lines in Ukraine is gaining national attention, also getting some recognition from officials in Las Vegas as well. Sarah Ashton Cirillo was honored for her work in Ukraine today at Las Vegas City Hall. She served as a war correspondent since March, and recently she enlisted as a combat medic, serving on the front lines with other soldiers. She originally went to Ukraine to write about the refugee crisis. Numerous lawmakers, including Governor Sisalak, Congresswoman Dina
2: Titus, and Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, gave her certificates of recognition for her work overseas.
0: The reasons I'm fighting along with every other soldier are the reasons that the people in the United States and elsewhere can enjoy the lives they have here. And this week, she also met with members of Congress and was even asked to give one of her military uniforms to the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, <laughs> D.C. <laughs> this this Smithsonian wants this guy's Ukraine military fatigues, which tells you that Ukraine, with all its corruption, with all of its oligarchy, with all of its war, Martial law is still much more normal than America. Because in Ukraine, even if they hire this guy to be their spokesman for a little bit, they think it's going to help suck up to the liberal West. Eventually, when the guy starts threatening to murder journalists who are to the right of Hillary Clinton, eventually they say, okay, you're suspended, you're out of here. In America, what do we do? We give those people awards. And we say, hey, hey, sir, can you please put your dress in the Smithsonian? We want to preserve this wonderful relic from American history. And I've told you time and time again how much I hate to say it. It pains me. It, it causes me to stay up at night, or it would cause me to stay up at night if I didn't have a Helix mattress. But I've got I've to say it lest you tell me that I didn't tell you so. Yes or no, the game has sold out at dailywire.com shop. Again, it will come back in stock. We're ordering more, but you need to secure your game if you haven't already, especially if you want the game in time for Thanksgiving, in time for Halloween parties, in time for Christmas. You need to order it now because it's going to sell out and it's going to be backlogged. So if you already have the classic game, Be sure to get the all-new Conspiracy Theory expansion pack in time for spooky season. And speaking of my collection and the rapidly approaching change of season, if you are even mildly familiar with this show, you probably are aware of my autumnal affinity for certain seasonal beverage. You know I'm an aficionado of the PSLs, the pumpkin spice lattes. I am a very petite teenage white girl trapped inside the body of a swarthy adult Italian-American male. Well, what better way to bring the fall atmosphere into your home than with the all-new Michael Knowles Pumpkin Spice Candle? It's wonderful. It's filled with cinnamon. It's now available in our collection. Do not wait. Order your candles and yes or no, the game only at dailywire.com slash shop. My favorite comment yesterday is from Rhythm Steve, who says, three minutes in, and Michael brings up the Roman Empire. Meme confirmed. Itavero. Itavero. Deus vult. Speaking of weird transvestite stuff, am I going to be able to keep any of this show on social media today? I don't know. It's going to be a fun day for the editors over there to deal with a certain video social media platforms restrictions. That's why you got to go to dailywire.com and subscribe. You get the whole show totally uncensored. And you go to, to Twitter, now known as X, to M. Knowles Show. You get the whole show uncensored too. At some high school, uh, this is Northmen OP High School, Uh, The homecoming queen is a fellow, a fellow with the first name Tristan. This is a school in Kansas City, and they post pictures, and I'm not going to say his last name, and I generally feel bad for this kid, even if he's 17, 18, uh, because he's been suckered into all sorts of bad things by irresponsible adults in his life and a culture that's extremely perverse and contrary to human flourishing. So anyway, this fella. Uh, has been named the homecoming queen. I'm sure that many women are upset about this at this high school. Girls who thought they might be the homecoming queen and just generally people who uh, have a view of human nature that is in accord with reality. It's very sad. It's sad for everybody because it's scandalous to people who might be confused about their sex. It leads more people into a life of uh, misery for pretty much every, every person who falls into it and it's just bad for society generally. How does this happen? It didn't happen overnight. I remember when I was in college, there was a competition. You know, I went to a very liberal college. There was a competition called Mr. Yale. And Mr. Yale was a traditional competition where each of the dorms would pick a nominee, and then the nominee would go and compete to who's Mr. Yale, whatever that means. And uh, so our dorm, our residential college, nominated one year a girl. She was a very nice girl. They nominated a girl, and I said, "Well, isn't that that's kind of weird, right? Because it's Mister Yale, so you nominated a girl. That's a little weird." And I said, "Well, why not? Why shouldn't we nominate a girl?" And I, being right wing, but still, I was a little more libertarian at the time. I thought, "Okay, this is stupid and bizarre, but..." all right, whatever, that's that's our culture. I guess men and women are the same, so you, a woman can be Mr. Yale. That was at least their argument. Their argument was men and women are totally different and indistinguishable, so anything that is separated by sex is just outdated, uh, totally silly, anachronistic. And if we're even going to indulge these titles anymore, we sh- certainly shouldn't preserve the substance of what the title means. We shouldn't preserve any distinction between the sexes. It was at the same time that the dorms were going gender neutral. So men and women were living together. It was this time that uh, now af- afterward, you see gender neutral bathrooms. Where does that come from? That comes from feminism. I mean, that comes from half a century or more of people telling you, that men and women are exactly the same. Getting back to my point earlier on celebrity, you know, have you ever met people? If you've ever spent any time with people, you know that men and women are different. If you've ever spent any amount of time with a member of the opposite sex, you know that men and women are just different in, in fairly significant ways. But if all you know is the brainwashing that you've received K through 12, pre-K through 12, through college, through your DEI workforce training, you are told that men and women are exactly the same. And if men and women are exactly the same, then a gal should be allowed to be Mr. Yale. That was going on 10 years ago. And if men and women are basically the same, then there's no reason that that fellow shouldn't be homecoming queen. I mean, he, he at least had the uh, commitment to wear a dress and hair and make himself try to look like a woman. But if feminism is right, you shouldn't even really need to do that. Because Mr., Miss, Mrs., Queen, King, there's no distinction at all. We're all just undifferentiated blobs of human mass. Okay, speaking of ordinary people becoming briefly famous, uh, remember that F-35 that our military just lost? It was a few days ago, the military just misplaced an F-35 airplane, which is hard to lose. You know, I lose my car keys, sometimes my cigar cutter, but they lost the airplane. And uh, now local news has interviewed someone who first noticed the plane coming down.
3: Randolph White retired from his job at the paper mill in Georgetown 10 years ago. He lives in this house with his wife in a very rural area of Williamsburg County. He loves living about two miles away from where he grew up. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon...
2: I was in the uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house.
3: White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody.
0: I love America. I love America. I love the American people. Every time I lose faith in America, it is because of the elite, degraded, decadent, perverse, moral idiots who run our country. And every time I have a little faith back in America, it's because of that guy. Because of ordinary—that guy lives in the middle of nowhere. He heard this airplane come down. Didn't even realize. I don't know what that was. And, oh, here's what it's like, by the way. Ah! (laughs) And he's just explaining it in great detail totally without any uh, sense of facade or any kind of, he he just calls it like he sees it. Eager to do it forthright, totally without any sense of shame or anything like that. I really love it. When people on the right today lament the rise of populism, You know, it's all the fancy Republicans who live in Washington, D.C., and they write for all of the establishment squishy papers. And they they say, you know, this populism is terrible. We need to be true conservatives. We need to be in the mold of William F. Buckley, Jr. And we need to wear fancy ties and go to very fun, fancy cocktail parties. That is who should be leading conservatism. I would remind them of a line from William F. Buckley, Jr., the so supposed enemy of populism, William F. Buckley Jr., who said he would be rather be governed by the first 2,000 people in the Boston phone book than by the faculty of Harvard College. Because that guy who lives in the middle of nowhere, who seems a little oblivious about some things, he didn't even know a fighter jet was landing next to him. But I bet you that guy knows the difference between a man and a woman. I bet that guy knows some pretty elementary stuff that the faculty of Harvard College and all the fancy people in Washington, D.C. have somehow forgotten. The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member and use code NOLTS K-N-W-L-E-S, at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.